Are you smoking marijuana? Podcasting from their dining room table in Long Beach, California, it's the Stonebirds with Dave Stone and Katie Strandberg. Get it? Advice and encouragement from two goofballs who can barely run their own lives. Call now at 562-548-2012 to be a part of the show. Now welcome the Stonebirds. Really? For selling unlicensed homemade beef jerky in the parking lot. You were making the beef jerky in the parking lot? Well, I made it at home and (laughs) sold it in the parking lot, you know. They kicked me out. Hell, you can drop acid, nobody cares, but heaven forbid you have any meat-based commerce. (laughs) You know, Cecil, sometimes, and I, with all due respect, Uh I think you're not very intelligent. With all due respect, what does that mean, um, Okay. But then all of a sudden, you'll say something very intelligent Uh out of nowhere, like these little diamonds in the rough. They keep you on your toes. Yeah. Uh I mean, I'm dumb as hell, so Uh I don't know. What the hell can Uncle Cecil (laughs) do? He don't know nothing. He's just a dumb old fart. A dumb old what? Dumb old fart. Oh, boy. Speaking of that, can we go ahead and calm, calm down on the farts things? I didn't fart. That's your job. In the improvisation we were just doing, uh-huh. just so you know, I was saying Cecil farted. Oh. Okay. I was committing. Gotcha. And I didn't yes and. No. You no butted. I no butted. First rule of improv in life is yes and. Much like Jim Carrey's movie, Yes Man. Did you ever see that? Wait. Much like, I mean, I get that they rhyme, but is that... Well, yes man, yes and. Uh-huh. It's kind of similar. <laughs> it's just... Yeah, Cecil's the dumb one. <laughs> how about you, Boo? Boo! Oh, how about you? Happy April 20th. Happy April 20th. It's very funny because in um in the world. <laughs> uh-huh. Let's let's hear what you got here. What are you, what are you about to drop on us? Is this improv or is this real Katie? <laughs> this is real. What? How's it funny? <laughs> I honestly cannot tell you what I was going to say. It was one of those, I think I really wanted you to take the reins. Mm-hmm. Well, if you want <laughs> me to take the reins, feel free to shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you? But We haven't even begun our festivities. I know. This is me normal. This is me sober. Dead sober on 10 cups of coffee. <laughs> Speaking of which, should we go ahead and fire one of these up? Sure. We have quite an assortment. We're, um, what by are you the feeling way, like? For those, here's the thing. Uh-huh. I feel kind of like shame mm-hmm. because I think sometimes I'm like a secret pot smoker mm-hmm. because I don't want to be known as a pothead. I don't like the branding on that. Yeah. So, Why guys, don't... I just need the judgment to stop. Who's judging you? I don't know. I don't know. I feel it. Uh, you know. I don't know if it's my Christian upbringing. No one's judging you. Well, a lot of people, like, when you don't drink alcohol and you go to weed, they're like, oh, you know, but it's microdosing. It's legal. You know what? It's I enjoy fun. it. 
We have very few I'm responsibilities. We don't have kids. I just need everybody to step off. We got a little dink. So he I, is a little dink, I'm not worried he? about it. Okay. Don't don't worry about it. I don't it. care. I don't care what people think, but honestly, like me. <laughs> hey, if, if we don't we don't need squares anyway. Yeah, gonna squares. Judge, which one should we do here? Okay. You're the. I like how you're downplaying it when you between the two of us, you are the, the aficionado. I'm not. All I know is sativa and no, indica. You no, know all I, the brands. No, I I happen to know a few <laughs> based on experience of what we have laid out today. What's a good start? Okay, for so us? I'm nervous because I've never done this. I think we should do something I we both never done. Okay, this is uh, it's called El Blunto. Okay. Uh, <laughs> is that the company name? I guess. El Blunto. Yeah. Uh, melty Ice Water Hash. There it is. Oh, what the Baby. hell that Baby. Man, the packaging in some of this stuff now is just insane. Yeah, it's... Oh, I love it. Do you remember that part in Bridesmaids when... <laughs> this is a very specific wow. part. I don't know if Dave's going to... Someone's going to track with me that's listening, though. The part where uh, Kristen Wiig gets a bridal shower invite... And it's like a box, and it opens, and there's a little live butterfly that comes out, and music plays. That's what I feel like this weed situation is. Oh, because the packaging's yeah. so elaborate? I get it. Long way to get there. That's okay. Long way to get there. That's okay. How you been, boo-boo? Boo, I've been good. I've been good. Thank you for asking. Um, I, I Man, it's been a... Guys, it's been a couple weeks. It's been nuts. I've been at my father's house. Yeah, we uh, we missed last week. Yes. Because you were at your dad's house, and we tried to do the telecommute, Co- teleport. Yeah. No, there tele- was no way. <laughs> tried to have the same setup that uh, Kyle and I have. Right. And uh, just it just wasn't working. Something didn't did, work. Something didn't work out. It so just, apologies for uh, missing a week. Oh, we missed a week weeks. before that. Yeah, because, well, Christmas or whatever it was. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> Christmas. It's April. Oh, camping. Uh, I was camping. Jesus Day. The what? Oh, Easter. Easter. There it is. Jesus Day. <laughs> Whew. Listen. Oh, I'm scared. Okay, guys, this is... Uh, El Blunto. This is Josh D. That's what it's called. Josh D. Josh is kind of a narcissist. How dare you? I'm just going to do a weed line, and I'm going to call it Josh D. <laughs> what if it's the proprietor's dead son? Ooh, that what died of an overdose? <laughs> that would be good. Nice dark turn. Maybe, I like it. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't try to be too dark, but just maybe there's a reason. Maybe it's not just some narcissist named Josh. Well, you know. So anyway. Okay. Let's go over So uh, let's apologize in advance. Oh, sorry. This is our We're 420 sorry. episode. 420. And uh, <laughs> we are smoking cannabis. Yes. On the Which air. is legal uh, to all people that are listening no that might be family members. Oh, family members. Yeah. I don't think anyone, honestly, I don't think anyone even knows this exists yeah. in my family. But if you are listening, yeah. please know that I've been on a journey my whole life and this is okay to do. Okay. This is legal the same way pickling your liver for 20 years is legal. Absolutely. Which I've done both. This so no judgment. <laughs> this, doesn't, this doesn't pick fights. Oh, <clears throat> that's true. Let's not um, go there. So, yeah, we missed okay. two weeks. Last week we had technical issues. The week mm-hmm. before, uh, I took off and went camping. You went on your bromance vacation. How was, uh, how was your week without me? Did you have fun? Listen, boo, let me tell you. Don't do well without you. 
And I know, guys, I'm an, I'm a strong independent lady ish, but I'm also codependent <coughs> on a certain Dave Stone. And uh, things got weird. Did I DoorDash Taco Bell one night? Oh, boo. Yes, I did. Oh, boo. Yes, I did. Nacho Supreme, baby. <sighs> Extra meat. Yeah. That's like going to the pet store and purchasing <laughs> the dog shit. Hey, is this for sale? <laughs> Can I give you money for this that you were going to throw in the trash? I ask you. If dog shit made me look younger, I would do it in a minute. Does and I would Taco Bell it. make you look younger? What's yes, that got to do vegan. with anything? It's vegan, yeah. It probably is. Probably not me. I remember uh, several years ago a report came out that, uh, and I'm sure I'm getting some of the facts uh, wrong per, per usual, but uh, a, a report came out about Taco Bell's meat, and it was like grade D. You know how they have like grade A, uh, prime choice, select, grade A. Uh, grade D was the same. It wasn't... Uh, I'm not saying the food is dog food, but the meat was the same grade of meat that is used in dog yeah, food. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I believe that. Just absolute I garbage. That. I think that you're thinking it's about the food, and it's not. It's about the comfort. I. It reminds me of many nights when I would cry in college and that drive to a Taco Bell. <laughs> comfortable. That's something we should all want to relive. Hey, well, let's eat something that reminds me of when I was miserable. Okay. And also bean and cheese burritos. They put little tiny onions in it. I mean, you know, I got to tell you, it's a good snack. It's like 80 calories. They put little tiny onions. They do. Way to go, Taco Bell. <laughs> Holy shit, well, they a, use onions. No, but with a bean and cheese only, like one of those, they're very tiny. And what I do like about it is that they, they what did they do? They took a chance. They did some, <laughs> they did some onion at work. <laughs> they took a chance. Oh, from our humble beginnings, so, we yeah, took I, a chance with onions. Well, and here's the other thing. I wanted to... Okay. Guys, I've been a little messy. Uh-huh. Messiness goes with my mind. My mind's been a little messy as well. I've been a little down, and that's okay. This time of year is hard for me. Um, But... <laughs> I decided to reorganize you the re-organize. entire, well, and redo mm-hmm. the entire apartment. If we remember a year ago, I painted, I made this place, I made it nice. Uh, but this year, I decided to just flip the whole house around. Like TV on the opposite wall, yeah. couches on the other wall, cable thing on the other Big wall. Big move. Big things. Yeah you, yeah, you completely just flipped it, man. Flipped it. I reversed it. You flipped it and reversed it. Mm-hmm. What what lyric is it? Flipped it and reversed it. It's <laughs> your... <laughs> wow. <laughs> we're too white. Is that Missy Elliott? Yes. Yeah, we're, we're white. We're gross. We're gross. Who's that girl that sings that hip-hop song? I love Missy Misdemeanor. I, I like Missy Elliott. I don't, like, I'm not... I don't have any of her albums, but whenever she comes on, yeah. it's like, yeah, there she goes. I like her. I don't think she... Now, listen... There's there's a trend going on with singers. Okay, I just know of two, but Missy is one of them. She was a uh, she looked great, but she was a larger lady. Mm-hmm. And then when she got thin, she got very thin, and I just didn't feel like her voice was the same. Really, I didn't feel like, like her it literal was there. voice. Yeah, is it, I wonder if that's a thing. Like like biologically, like yeah, when the you voice lose and- weight, like the fat around your neck or throat, like affects your voice. Do you think that's a thing? Maybe. But I also think 
her whole, like, just, she was such an awesome big presence. Like, Mm -hmm. her whole self and uh, performance self was just so big. And I feel like, I don't know if it's just I'm looking at her and I'm like, she's skinny. It's not as, I don't know. Are you shaming her for getting healthy? No. And But here's the other one that I will say, Adele. Adele didn't need to lose any weight. She was a beautiful lady. She lost all this weight. She looks like a, a, a bobblehead now. Really? And I just don't like it. <laughs> so there you go, guys. Well, we're tackling all the, <laughs> the hard issues here. Well, Boo, what did you think of the redo? Boo, I don't know where to begin. <clears throat> it's insane. All right. Should I go ahead and get into what you did for me? Oh, I'm so nice. Okay. Uh, well, first, I would like to say I'm sorry it wasn't finished. <laughs> it was. It was not. It was. A, oh, the the apartment the in general. Home, yes. Oh, yeah, that's fine. That was tough. Yeah, guys, I kind of went have overboard. It, you you planned to have it done by the time I got home. Yeah, from that's. That was. I worked like I would say over fifty hours on this. Really? So yeah, I was just nonstop. Like, hey, I I miss my boo, but here's where my energy's going. You do that a lot, like when I'm out on tour and stuff. Because uh, I want to trick you that I yeah, have it together. You, uh, you rearrange I, them. I are organizing This was people. maybe your biggest one yet, though. Yeah, but I didn't have help, so it was just like right. a bunch of shit everywhere. <laughs> In the past, you had that gal oh. that you hired to help you. Yeah, and then like, she not wanted just like, me to do Al-Anon. Oh, which really? I remember, and I had to like interview because she wanted to be my sponsor. It was She's super nice. Uh-huh. And very good at her job. I don't know. I was in a dark place. You know, uh, God bless. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. She's great. And I'll probably, you know, it was like that one. I was just paying for friends, let's be honest. <laughs> oh, boy. I know this probably isn't the best uh, listening experience with us hacking and coughing and no. losing our train of thought. But it's 420, damn it. And, and we are, uh, we're uh, celebrating. We're doing it. And I know that uh, some folks might find that incredibly cheesy and cliche to uh, celebrate a day uh, designated for the celebration of But we're cliche. I, well, at least I'm cliche and boucher. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, but why not? Hey, why not? We're having fun. You're off today. Dude. I'm here. We're here. Charlie's here. The boys are here. It has been uh, a journey. I've missed you guys. We've I've missed, missed you, boo. you. So, okay. yeah. Back to so the I, I was gone camping for a week. Then I come home, and you're home for like two days, and then you have to go spend a week with your dad. So we haven't seen much of each other. Nope. Uh, but let me go ahead, and before I get too high, explain to, to the listeners uh, what you did for me, boo. Um, for years, I have bragged upon you, bragged upon you, bragged about you, um, to anybody who will listen, because not only am I madly in love with you, Aww. and I just I just thank the world of you, Ditto, but you it's kook. just a uh, unbelievable resume <laughs> that you have compiled of just example after example of you doing incredibly sweet, thoughtful things for me. And I'm and I'm not even talking about the small things. I'm not even talking about like, oh, you wrote yeah. me a letter and stuck it in my lunchbox. Like like big things that you have done for me. And I know and I'm not just talking about monetarily, even though you've bought me incredible gifts, but just the thoughtfulness 
of what you did uh, this week. Really, just it blew my mind, boo. Okay, Aww. so how do I set this up? Um, okay, on a personal level, I've talked to you about uh, one of the things. I, I don't live in the past, and I don't. I'm always looking forward. I don't. Yeah, you're good uh, at that. I don't reminisce about past I jobs or worst. past loves or whatever. But the one thing mm. that. Uh, Especially that when I was living in a van that I used to think about was uh, back in like 03 to 06, before you and I met, before I was, uh, it was right when I started comedy, the tail end of this. But for about three or four years, I lived uh, in a house in Ballground, Georgia, that me and my then uh, girlfriend shared. Slash fiance, uh, there. Yeah, started to. I'm number two, okay? Um, But, you know, just, how can I articulate this? I've, I've always just either lived in small apartments or mm-hmm. automobiles yeah. <laughs> you know as since i've been an adult uh out on my own i left home when i was 19 uh i've only lived in one house um that was mine i i, I rented a room in a guy's house once i uh, squatted in my other friend's grandma's retirement community home uh, <laughs> but i've only yes. properly lived in a house once and this was that house in Ballground, georgia and the one thing that i sometimes reminisce about it is i had an entire it was about a 2000 square foot old uh ran- brick ranch one oh, story had a full amazing. basement but just one story, like 1960s brick ranch. Wow. And it was a three-bedroom, two-bath. And uh, we rented this thing for $800 a month. No. $800 no, a month. I want Granted, this was 15 years ago, but still. That's amazing. 2,000 square feet, full basement, uh, three-bedroom, two-bath. And then um, one of the coolest things about the house was we had more space than furniture and stuff. So one of the big, like, uh, I guess it would be called like the sitting room. <coughs> it was big, uh, like the whole front half of the house, basically we turned into my record room. Oh, it was like a music room. That's cool. And, uh, we painted it and, uh, you know, framed some, uh, frames of posters and had all kind of music posters and, Albums, you know, uh, album sleeves and just knickknacks. And you painted and it with stripes. Right? Yeah, we painted it uh, white and yellow stripes, oh, like that's vertical, cool. like uh, about a foot thick, like Ooh, twelve inch. Now we're talking stripes. Uh, Ooh, house anyway, of design. I love it. It was so red, and you know, and I had my records in there, and I had my record player, and I had some cool stuff on the wall, and little knickknacks, and, and little mementos from when I was a tour manager, and from when I was a radio DJ, and blah blah blah. And, uh, you know, cut to 10 years later, I'm pissing in a jug, living in a van. Mm. Uh, and I'm like, man, I sure do miss my record room. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I never thought I would uh, spend. <laughs> and then since then, since I became a comedian, a uh, little inside baseball here. For most comedians, the uh, the concept of um, owning a home one day like is just for two reasons. A, it's hard to become, you know, successful enough in comedy to own a home. And B, most comedians live in New York or LA where real estate is absolutely oh, through yeah, the roof. So even the Same ones, with actors. It's yeah. like, okay, we're yeah. gonna be roommates for years. So yes, ever since I became a comedian, I just kind of accepted that I'm gonna live in small apartments or probably a van for a while, which I've done both. And with that uh the dream, if you will, or the idea of having a room a separate room designated just for my stupid little toys and hobbies, you just think, well, 
You don't think that you could pull that off in a one-bedroom apartment. There's yeah. no spare room in a one-bedroom apartment, as we, as we know. So much so that recently we had to get a storage unit because Ooh. we had too much crap. So we finally got a storage unit here in town, and that's been a lifesaver. Oh, Just, God. you know, anything we don't need on a Ooh. day-to-day or week-to-week basis, you know, throw it in there. And I know I'm rambling, but my point is, uh, no, I'm with you, but ever since I had that record room and ever since uh, I, I stopped living in that place, I just thought, well, it'll be, you know, 30 years before I ever have a home big enough to warrant a separate record room. Anyway, I ramble <laughs> all this to say that when I returned home from camping to our one-bedroom apartment, and this is a good-sized apartment for a one-bedroom, but it's still a one-bedroom apartment. We probably yeah. got about, and it's about nineteen what nineteen twenties nineteen. Yeah, I think this was built in the early nineteen twenties. So, so there's a huge exact, ass room. It's a hundred years old. Um, so yeah. in their living room, we got a nice big living room, hardwood floors, probably uh, I don't know about twenty feet by twelve feet, just nice big hardwood. A lot of lot of windows, a lot of natural light. But in that room <clears throat> is a big walk-in closet. And it's a uh, it's a double door walk in closet, not just your typical walk in closet, but like it's got the double doors that open. Yeah. And they both swing open in this wide entrance, and then you got a kind of a standard walk in closet. I would say this one's probably about four feet wide by about ten feet long. So but also roughly forty square feet. Yes, and but here's the thing: we are on the bottom floor, uh-huh. so the steps from our neighbor's house, our upstairs neighbors, make the uh, closet. Uh-oh. What'd oh, you do with the ashtray? Sorry. <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> I always take things yeah, from I'm you. Yeah, I sure do. Uh, uh, the closet's really tall, so it's yeah. not like a short closet. <laughs> it's tall, and then uh, as you go in and turn to the left, as you get deeper into it, then the uh, the staircase from above kicks in and it slants. It comes to a slant. It's it, The room is shaped like a van, <laughs> if oh, you will. Oh, If you think of the way yes. like a Sprinter van is shaped, where it's exactly right. The cockpit, the cab there, is kind of you know at a at a, at a forty five degree angle going upward behind the driver's head, and then you reach you know eight feet tall or whatever, and then you've got the rest of the whole cargo area. It's like half of a teepee. Yeah. So this this room, uh, and I don't know why we're. I don't know why <laughs> we're spending so, so much time. <laughs> I really want people describing to know. the dimensions. <laughs> Hold on, let me get out my I hate ruler. This. I hate when people do this on podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, oh. it's a nice. Big roomy walk-in closet, and it used to just be our or your kind of catch-all junk closet. Okay, yes. You had clothes in there. Mm-hmm. You had shoes. You had furniture. You had vacuums. <laughs> you had arts and crafts. Just <laughs> it, out of sight, out of mind. Throw it in the closet. It, shut the door. It was my hoarder closet. I didn't realize how much of a hoarder I am. I am. I am, and that's okay. I'm, I'm in recovery. I don't want to die pissing in my hallways. Yeah, that's a reference to uh, something you experienced this week. Long story short, your dad's friend died, and he met some of uh, his relatives over there to kind of go through some stuff and maybe buy some old crap and give it to the family, and he was a total hoarder's unit, and he used to yeah. urinate in the hallway. His plumbing went out, and so he just started using the hallway as a bathroom. Anyway. Poor Sam. How did we get to that? I don't know. Okay. Anyway. I say all that oh, to say room. this. It's a nice 40 square foot tall, probably eight feet tall, uh, maybe nine feet tall. I forget how, like, no, that's what, that's how uh, buildings are, Dave. I'm, I'm used to uh, 
van dimensions. Oh. <laughs> where I, I literally couldn't stand up in my van because uh, it was like five feet tall. Anyway, you turned this beautiful old walk-in closet that's right, that's not in our bedroom, that's in our living room. Yeah. You turned it into Dave's record room. Yeah, I did. Slash Dave's record store. Yeah. It's got a, it's got a perfect... Uh, Indie record store meets indie music venue vibe to it. You took, I had the two bins that both of which you bought me for the last two Christmases. The, the two big record oh, yeah, bins. Yeah, I'm sorry. They each hold around <laughs> 450 to 500. Yeah. So you do, and they're used, almost full, guys. He's yeah. We used person. to have those just out in the living room. I had not, I had a little corner, kind of a Dave's record corner. And uh, so you, you shove those in there and not on, you didn't stop there. You, uh, I've, I've had all these for years. I've collected stickers and posters and just some of it's personal stuff, you know, uh, lanyards from comedy festivals or lanyards from backstage at Van Halen, which I did, or backstage at Sturgill Simpson, which I did. Uh, just cool little personal mementos. And then also just uh, being such a record nut, a lot of times if I go into record stores, not only will I buy an album or two, if I see a cool little poster, if I see a cool little sticker or whatever, I'll grab that too. I just like the little memorabilia aspect to, to music, to all this stuff. So, but I've been lugging this shit around for years in boxes with nowhere to really put it, you know, because like, especially when you cohabitate, yeah, it's like, hey, I'm not going to hang my Black Sabbath poster up in our living room with my fiance who lives here. Right. You know, that was fine when I was 19 and I had my own studio apartment, uh, which I used to do. I used to just plaster the wall. I wouldn't even frame the stuff. I just plaster it on the walls. But, you know, you grow up and you cohabitate and you got to consider the other person's uh, decorative or aesthetic uh, uh, preferences. Yeah. Well, you want a nice, you want a nice merge. Yeah. Yeah. You, know? you don't want it to look too masculine or feminine. You yeah. want it to be like a nice blend. You yes. Know, if, if a man and woman are living together. If a man uh, and woman love each other. The way it should be. A man <laughs> and a woman, not Adam and Steve. <laughs> um, joking, by the way. Um. So okay, we're, you dug up all my old posters and oh, stuff, yes, and yes, you I just did. went crazy with the decorating. I did. You turned it into a little record store. Yeah. And I'm just over fucking whelmed, boo. It I am looks overwhelmed. Awesome. It's like an art. You've done a great job because you've added. I've added a few things. Stuff. I didn't have enough stuff, you know, of mine to cover all the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you probably put about about. A little more than 50% of what's on yeah. there you originally put on. And then I uh, have since just purchased a few posters here and there to kind of fill mm-hmm. in the gaps. A few? Uh, a few. And, well, yes. you went on a sticker kick the other night. Yeah. It's getting a little obsessive, well, I'm but I'm try, excited I'm for you. i to fill in all the space. Well, don't forget about the sign. Yeah. Oh, and you got me a neon sign. just it, says open. Because he's working oh. at the store, guys. So it's set up like he's a little working shop. working at the store. Oh, and this is the real kicker. This is the real son of a bitch okay. oh, uh, when it comes it. to how Da-da. fucking awesome Katie is. Now, oh, obviously, when we first this. moved in here, I, I thought about this idea. I was like, boy, that, that closet would be awesome. Fuck, put all my records and stuff in there. But I know that that space was needed more for, you know, just general purpose stuff. So, but also the thing that I used to think about, is like, well, that wouldn't work because as cool as it would be to put my records and my record player in there. Oh, right. Okay. 
I still want to have, I want to be able to listen to my records in the main room, the living room, where we've had it set up near yes. the TV. So, not, and that when you first showed me, I thought, like, oh, this is so sweet, but she doesn't remember that I don't, as cool as it would be to have my record player in that little closet. When I'm just chilling on the couch, I'm not, you know, it's not the best listening experience in a, if you're trying to hang in another room. Yeah. Because the, the sound is all trapped in the closet. So when you first showed me, I was overwhelmed. I was blown away. But one of the first things I thought was, ah, oh, man, I, I want my record player in the main room, Aww. not in this room. Well, and, yeah. and I saw my record player in the new room, and I was like, ah, and then I turned around to find that not only did you do everything decorative that I just said, you purchased me a second turntable and amp and pair of speakers for the main room. Mind blown. Well, it's fun. Boo. Okay. What the hell? I missed you. We all know that sometimes I like to eat marijuana cookies and then go and shop online. But when I thought of this, I was like, okay, I don't want him to think that I'm just like, your records, closet. Yeah. I wanted it to be a conscious choice of like, okay, what, you would utilize this room so much more. And I, I thought about that, like, okay. The two records, he said that about that. That one speaker isn't really working. By the way, we should ask the audience Yeah, about the technical issue with the speakers. Technical problems. But yeah, I mean, I don't want to say I'm Jesus Christ on high, (laughs) but I kind of am. Boo, you blew my mind. Yeah. The fact that, like you said, you didn't just shove my records in there and shut the door and be like, hey, I got you a record room. You decorated it to a T. Yeah. And you decorated it exactly as I would have in terms of just yeah. knowing, yeah. you know, put the big posters up top, the smaller posters. Yes. Like, it just, and then the fact that you, not only you did all that, but you were like, you remembered, oh, I know he's not going to want the record player in there because he wants to listen to the main room. Guess what, asshole? I got you a second record player. Man. Like, so I have the record. I have the original yeah. record player in the room, the new room, mm-hmm. and then you bought me a, a new one for the uh, for the main room, for the living room. I mean, I mean, I'm overwhelmed, boo. Oh, and it just um, this is fun. I like this. Keep well, going. this is fun too for I'm me because amazing. I'm not. I'm, I've never been a materialistic dude. Um, oh. And I used to have a joke about how it's easy to say that when you're broke. You know, <laughs> when I was dead broke, I would get a little self righteous about. I'm not materialistic. Yeah, you can't be idiot. You're broke and live in a van. Um, but I've never been materialistic, uh, even when I wasn't broke. Uh, not a sneaker head. I like sneakers, but I don't understand the guys that have 85 pair. But, hey, not judging because I'm sure they're like, you have a 1,000 records, idiot, and yeah. I don't understand that. Uh, although I, I do think there's a little more what if? culture and to be an enrichment to be gained from listening to a record than just sneakers, but that's okay. That, that's not sneakers what Sneakers are about. wearable. I, I get it. I get it. And I like sneakers, but my point is. What I'm if de- you uh, also like collected doll heads? <laughs> like all of a sudden I was like, wait, why are there 800 doll heads? They're figurines. <laughs> um, my point is I've never been a big shoe guy. I've never been a big flashy clothes guy. I've never even been a car guy. Like I love cars and Jeeps and stuff, but I've never. I don't think you could be a car guy until you can afford to have a second, third, and fourth yeah, car. Yeah, yeah. You know, or even a place to put or it. A place to put it, yeah. That's Never been a big car a big guy. Thing. Never clothes, <laughs> shoes, uh, 
jewelry. Obviously, I've never owned a watch or a necklace or anything. You pull off an, a nice little bracelet. No, I want to get a bracelet that. for you, no, no. like a Tony Soprano. No. Like, yay, I'm Dave. Z- zero Come interest. on to my record store. Zero <laughs> interest. I'm not a jewelry guy. No interest. <laughs> but the only thing I've ever uh, been, you know, spent money on or collected or, or, or pined over materially. Uh, materially is sure. records and, and stuff like that. So, um, but my point is too. What was I saying? Mm. <laughs> oh, I it, it transports me back to being eighteen, oh. seventeen, eighteen in my parents' house and and slapping posters all over my bedroom wall. It yeah. transports me. It makes me feel young yes. in that way. It's your Taco Bell. Without, I, I, like <laughs> I said, I'm not a big nostalgia guy. I don't like to go down memory lane like too much but it it makes me feel youthful without me thinking about my particular youth do you see what i'm saying it doesn't make me long for the days of being a high schooler it just kind of makes me feel like i'm 17 when i'm just slapping metallica posters on the wall and that kind of frivolous just for the shit of it let's decorate a room with band posters like i haven't felt that in 25 years and uh so that's been fun to just stand there and just like it's visually stimulating to just stand there and look at all this, these cool because I love I've always kind of collected not just band posters per se but the ones that have that are very artistic. For example, my buddy Dave <laughs> Clock, who's a fantastic artist, used to do all the meltdown posters at the Meltdown Show in L.A. Got a couple of his that I've had for a few years, and I bought a new one. Oh. Uh, he got me this Primus one. Oh my god! But I, that Melvin's one I bought years ago. Uh, that particular one I bought this awesome Melvin's poster like four years ago from Dave Clock, and I've it's just been sitting in a closet. And I'm always because I know I yeah. can't just hang a hockey guy skull Melvin's poster in it's, our living room. Listen, I'm pretty cool. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah. No, and I get it. So that's why I've never complained about it. But in the back of my mind, I'd be like, oh, it'd be nice to be able to use, look at some of this stuff I've acquired throughout the years. Uh, but I'll have to wait till we own a home and have a third bedroom or a basement or something. And the fact that you somehow pulled that off in a one-bedroom apartment, that also blows my mind. Aww. That like I've just got this little room and it's I'll, I'll show a video of it. It's little. It's a tiny little closet. Well, it's not a tiny closet. It's 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 decent for closets. But uh, my point <laughs> is, you know, I realize we don't have some you know six bedroom mansion, and, and I'm not talking. It's just I, I'm so appreciative and mm. so uh, what's the word? It just seems frivolous. It seems completely unnecessary, but it's fun. And Aww. and that's something that I think uh, is that easy to overlook. Really good. Yeah, it's Thanks, easy to overlook Lou. that that aspect of life. Of sometimes you need to do something that is. Yes, there's terrible things happening in yes. our world every day, mm-hmm. and yes, it would be nice if every every extra dollar that we had we put towards charity or whatever. I get that, but sometimes for the sake of your own silly little happiness. It's fun to do something that is completely frivolous and meaningless, but it brings you joy. Hello, organizing that I'm horrible at and mm-hmm. planners. Whew, I get it. <laughs> I get it. And I wanted, I just knew you needed that space. It was funny. Maybe because I'm an empath. Wait, no, I think you have to get licensed for that. I'm an intuitive. Okay. There it is. Yeah. Why do you think I needed that space? Was I showing like... Was I acting in a, I in a knew, way like I was pent up, no. like a caged animal? No, no, no. 
I could just tell it would be so much more fun for you to have a place to see all your things. Mm-hmm. I remember in your apartment you had a wall of your posters oh, yeah, in bedroom. your bedroom. Yeah. And it was like a nice little workspace. And I know how much I'm visual in that way too. Uh-huh. So it stimulates my artistic mind. But I, I just felt that you were going to just kill it and make it really cool. And you're so neat and organized. And I, was, I just kept saying to myself, don't put anything in there. <laughs> Only the record stuff. <laughs> Very hard. Very no, hard, but though. you did a great job. You put you know all my old stuff up in there, and I just kind of patched around it. And oh man, it's um, it's just so thoughtful, boo, and so sweet. Well, I'm a thoughtful lady, and I hope I can return the favor one day. I don't know how or what that would be. What would your equivalent of this be? Like if we if we had the space, if we had the square footage, if I came home to the most immaculately organized place Mm -hmm. like the little things like the silverware being perfect or Mm -hmm. the cabinets being redone or (laughs) anything cosmetic Mm -hmm. and also useful yeah i does that make sense Mm -hmm. okay i i think that would really blow my mind or just even like a deep cleaning of the house Hmm. like if you had someone come in and just oh that's my other dream or goal for you know domestic home type stuff is to one day have a huge, incredibly well-stocked kitchen. I was thinking I was going to do that with the... I was going to either oh, make really? it a really big pantry Wow, see, that would be cool, room. too. I, I like this better. Yeah. Because it's a little... As much as I love cooking, that's still associated with, like... Work. Work, everyday chores and stuff, where this is just pure recreation. But, yeah, that would have been rad, too. Yeah. That would have been... But you made the right choice, but that's a close second. To have like just a, I've always wanted like just huge dry storage. I love that. Yeah, I, I want my kitchen to look like The Shining. <laughs> <laughs> I want Scatman Crothers to get tours I and talk about all him. our hamburgers and turkeys. Hello. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's something I would love one day. Is like not only a a big functional kitchen, mm-hmm. but like a pantry, like dry storage where I just. You know, I have all my just bags of flour and bags of rice and all that shit. I think mine also would be like a a walk-in closet that's like huge ceiling, like almost like a fancy store. Yeah. And everything's displayed so I could see it because of my ADHD. I need to see what I can do. Like Sharon Stone and Casino. Yes. She had that huge closet with all the shit. And the lighting so I could, I could, you know, put makeup on like Joan Crawford. I just want a nice robe as well. I want to be an old movie star that's retired from the 20s. Your dad has that closet. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Your dad's, that's, your, oof, that's their, their master bedroom, the uh, the closet, the closet's the size of a it's bedroom. Probably, yeah, it's, it's, it's the it size actually of a small is the bedroom. size of our bedroom, I yeah. think. I mean, it's I was smaller. I was blown away when, and he doesn't really use it. Like no, he's he just doesn't. got a little bit of it occupied. But I think it's um. Uh, yeah, right now it's just a Tommy Bahama museum. Yeah. He has a lot of those shirts. Real weird. So I'll stop rambling about the record room, but boo, I'm just overwhelmed. And uh, it's it's the most thoughtful, sweetest thing that anyone's ever done for me. Oh, stop. Um, and it's oh, just, uh, I don't know, I just feel like uh, I feel like a teenager again. Just got my cool little, got my cool little room. 
Got him a cool store. And that's the other thing. And I know I'm insane. All right. I know this is crazy. No, this is. I, know I I'm love an adult, how you get so passionate about this. But very good. Very one, good. Actually, I don't know how much I've expressed this on this show, but like seriously, one of my goals in life is to figure out how to own and operate a small independent record store. That's. I know. Uh, that's either going to be that's either going to coincide with the the second half of my comedy career, or it's going to be my retirement phase. I don't know if this is something I'm going to do in three years or 20 years, but at some point I'm going to figure out how to have my own record store. And I and I understand small no, business. Manifesting. And, you You're know, manifesting that shit, boo. Good. I, I know the economic situation. It may not be you know a good idea to be thinking about opening a retail establishment. Uh, well, but, you already have. But that, that really genuinely is a, a goal and a dream of mine is to have a small store one day. And now I feel like I have like the starter version. I, I, I it's set up like a little bitty store, so it's just so fun. And and uh, you know I the only other, the only bad thing is it's it's really messing with my schedule because I'm you know open well you're working a twenty four seven you know so I have well to, Josh quit I, I, I just, <laughs> so that, I'm already making up false narratives <laughs> <yeah>. about <laughs> how I have to work at the shop today. Uh. <laughs> Josh didn't come in. He's uh, been going through it. Yeah, I got these employees that come in, just kind of half-ass it. But boo, thank you so much. Aw, you're welcome. I missed you. I missed you a lot. And then I had to go to my dad's. Yeah, how did that go? That was a rough week. <sighs> okay, everybody, let me let me tell you. Let me paint you a little picture. And just a quick refresher: you about once a month, once every six weeks. You have to go over there for about four or five days because uh, nephew Jack uh, leaves town to go visit his family up in Washington. Yeah, my angel baby Jack lives with my dad mm-hmm. full time. So, yeah, he goes visits his trash can up a dad. And sorry. Whoa, that was weird. Uh, a few days out of the month, you yeah. know. And like, then, oh, loving And dad. because grandpa can't really uh, stay alone. Because he's he's old and and prone to accident falling down a lot of falling. Uh, he can't really stay alone, so you have to hop in. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, so that's what happened again this week. And I just okay, I didn't really plan it well because first off, uh, I had my second COVID shot on the first day I was there. <laughs> Guys, when I'm at my dad's house, it is on the like it is just ADHD patient. Boot camp. Like I'm learning patience, but I understand his ADHD mind. And he's like my ADHD mind, but meaner and also more demanding. Demanding and meaner. I don't know. <laughs> Long story short, you're on your feet. You're doing laundry. If you're not doing laundry, you're going to go empty his pee jugs. If you're not emptying out the pee jugs, you're bleaching the pee jugs. If you're not doing that, you're taking out his diapers. If you're not doing that, you better look busy because if you don't, if you stop, he'll get you. Time to lean, time to clean. He'll get you, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's like you're working a shift over there. No, it is. It's 12 hours uh, at least. With all due respect to your dad, he's got a lot of great qualities, but uh, being a good chill hang is not one of them. It's okay. not a relaxing uh, vibe over there. It's always, it's always some catastrophe. There's always something, yeah. you know, to complain about. Oh, There's always yeah. something wrong. Like you can't just sit and chill. Yeah, I, I think he honestly would be an amazing stand-up. Like he loves telling big stories. He has a wonderful imagination. I mean, really, 
But also, the stories are real negative. Yeah. <laughs> so when he's working out material, which is every time he opens his mouth, it's the same story. It, it gets darker and meaner and darker and meaner and meaner and, you know. Anyway, uh, <coughs> so went to Disneyland, my little uh, second shot, That's where I got my first one. Ooh, it's not a competition, boo. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, and I felt kind of weird, but I was okay. I went to Michael's. I had a nice time in the thread section. <laughs> went home, and I was a little tired but it wasn't a big deal, and I was like, dude, second shot, this is nothing, I'm good. And I went to bed at 6 p.m. That's actually normal at my dad's, because time stands still, so <laughs> you just you get a lot of sleep. You don't really go to bed at 6, because he does, does he go to bed at 6? No, he actually stays up way later than me. Uh-huh. I just, I'm, like, I, I'm so tired. Okay. I get so tired there. I thought part of the deal was the, you had to kind of help him get into bed and all that stuff. Get ready for bed. Well, this shift, this night shift, you were just I was knocking off done. early. <laughs> I couldn't. So and he can, he can do, he can get uh-huh. into bed, but you know, I'm, I'm a worry word. Uh-huh. Um, went to bed at six thirty. I wake up, and it is death becomes me. It what time is you wake up? Twelve forty-five. All right, so you got about six hours of sleep, and then in the middle of the night, I'm flopping in sweat. I'm freezing. I have these body aches that feel like Satan is grabbing your joints and squeezing. And then I had chills, and then I threw up, and it was it was the worst pain. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm yeah, traumatized. You had called me at twelve thirty, and uh, uh, I was asleep. And then I called Lou. Poor Lou. He's like, go to the hospital. Oh, he, he picked up? He picked up, and I was like, I'm dying. I don't know. Oh, was it, You really thought you were dying? I did. I thought it felt like New Orleans. Like when I was, uh, long story short, lost a lung in New Orleans. But, yeah, it felt like that kind of pain. Wow. Crazy. Crazy amount of pain. Anyway, so I am freaked out, and so I start panicking. It was hard to breathe, and I'm like, I'm done. They gave me COVID. <laughs> so I grab my blanket and then I do my best supporting actress in a drum, dramatic family role, which is Katie Strandberg. I ran into my dad's room and I was like, Dad, I'm sick. I'm sick. <laughs> and I just start weeping and Aww. I like fall over and I'm crying and I'm throwing up. And he's like, Okay, I got to give him credit. In an emergency situation, Dave. Mother effing Strandberg was out of that bed. Good. Good for him. And and he just went into dad mode in a nice way. And I was like, oh. Problem solver. You have it in you to be nice. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he, he was like, here's an Ambien. Here's Tylenol. What do I do? And I was like, I don't know. I'm dying. What, what did you think you were going to have to do? I, were you thinking, like, I need to go to the ER? I was going to go. Urgent care. But, yeah, because I didn't want to go to the hospital because of. COVID. But why do I think the urgent care is better? Yeah. Isn't, yeah, whatever. Anyway, yeah. That sucks, boo. Mm. You're right over there? Yeah. You're already bumping into stuff. Sorry. So I'm getting that second shot on Friday. Is this going to happen to me? I don't know. I don't know the rules. Um, Because that first shot knocked you down a little bit, right? Yes. 
See, that first shot didn't do shit to me. I'm not, Remember, like, I'm I not thought being I had a tough. stroke. Yeah. I'm not being tough. It just literally didn't do it. I didn't hurt my arm. I didn't, I wasn't the least bit sick. It felt like nothing happened. Okay. So, I don't know. Is that a I'm, good sign that maybe I'll do better with this than you did on the Boo, I'm no Dr. Fauci. Why don't you <laughs> Google it? I don't, I'm really, <laughs> go to India. I'm really scared to do that. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, oh, it, if, because it's the that's, worst. It's it it is. It was like waking up to a train wreck. It was just my body was like, "You're gonna fucking pay, lady." <laughs> because in what other context do you have like scheduled sickness? Like being that sick mm-hmm. as you were by itself sucked. Yeah. I'm sure. Anytime you've been sick, whether it be food poison or whatever, is, is horrible. But to think, hey, Friday night, you're going to do that. Like, yeah. Friday afternoon, you're getting a shot that's going to make you feel like that Friday night. And, like, to dread that all week. I've been dreading the shit out of it. I know. I'm sorry. That I should have been like, it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it was. So then the next day, cut to next day. What uh, time did you get the shot, by the way? I'm sorry to interrupt. Oh, good question. 11. Okay, so about 13 hours yeah, later. Yeah, about ha- that half a day, about yeah. About half a day. And it's supposed to stay, it was about two days I was affected. Then it, it slowly tapers down, but um, yeah, it was, so the next day I was so tired. And I said, okay, Dad, it was like 1 p.m. Again, time stands still. And I said, and I know I'm treasuring this time together and blah, blah, blah. Guys, I don't need <laughs> any guilt, okay? I'm barely hanging on. Um, <laughs> but I, I go to sleep. Okay, and by the way, this is very weird. I went to sleep in his bed. Here's the thing. I don't have a bedroom there anymore, so I slept on my dead mom's side of my bed. <laughs> he wasn't in it. He wasn't Where in was it. He? he was on the couch because it was daytime. It was one. Oh, oh daytime, yeah. 1 p.m. Yeah. And I go to bed for five hours, guys, just dead. And he gets pissed because for five hours he was alone. And he, like, comes in with his little chair. He has a little scooter. And he starts honking his horn. <laughs> and he's like, I need help. The trash bins. And I was like, okay. Uh. He's like, you slept for five hours. You said you were going to be an hour. I was like, okay. You remember last night when I told you I was dying? <laughs> and then he switches and he goes, I was just worried about you. Yeah. I don't know what this voice is. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, it was a learning experience. You know, every time I go over there, it's just uh, slowly taking years off my life. It's good. No. You came back uh, Sunday. You came back Sunday. You looked like a soldier returning home mm-hmm. from Vietnam. You were shell shocked. You had like a thousand yard stare, it, like you did. Like seriously, you had like this look of like I've been to war. I agree. By the way, uh, I don't know if the second shot made me an adolescent again, but acne was just shooting out of my face. However, it could have been stress. I don't know, guys. Just wanted to let you know what happened. Yeah, I came home and I just, it was like I forgot what home was because I was in this, like, my dad's office with a blow-up mattress and COVID. So that's fun. Oh, man. Well, we missed you, boo. I missed you guys. We, uh, it's not the same without you here. Well, duh. It's not the same without you. So, yeah, we just, it was uh, me and the boys. 
What'd you guys do? Oh man, we uh, we did all kind of crazy stuff. Charlie went with me. We walked to the hardware store. Aww. We walked to Rite Aid. I do this new technique. I don't. I've never been a fan. I'm not shaming people who do, but I've never been a fan of taking your dog into stores. Yeah. No, I get it. Especially restaurants. Ooh. That annoys the shit out of me. Yeah. Like, come on. This is like there's health codes involved here. Um, but I don't like I don't like taking Charlie into stores. That being said, I'm not crazy about tying them up outside right. either. And uh, the other day I was walking to Rite Aid, and uh, there were just some sketchy characters. And I'm not passing judgment, but at mm-hmm. the same time, you got to use a little common sense. And there were some sketchy characters. Well, and Charlie's cute. Come on, everybody. Yeah, you've seen Charlie. Some sketchy you characters that go to our Insta. That if I were going to judge them based on their uh, body language and appearance, I would say. That's a person that may or may not, but may steal a, a dog. Mm-hmm. So uh, instead of tying them up outside, I did this at the, uh, at the hardware store the next day, too. Uh, I just scoop them up in my left arm like, like I'm carrying a football. Wow. And then I just go in real, you know, kind of with purpose. Yeah. I, I only needed two little things, so I knew exactly where they were and what I needed. So I just scoop them up my left arm, just go get my stuff, handle it. Do the little self-checkout, do it all with one hand, boom, 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 out the door, and then put it back down. Man, you're uh, a dream. But, yeah, he, he was uh, he was a little concerned. Like, he had this look. Because I don't normally carry him around. But he was oh. like, am I in trouble? <laughs> <laughs> Where are we going? <laughs> so I'm just lugging this 18-pound little sausage around. He is uh, a little sausage. And I, I don't I know why that's... have diabetes. I don't know why that's different. Uh, than if I just, you know, kept him on the leash like yeah. normal. But it just felt like I'm doing a little better. His, his feet aren't touching the ground, so I'm not <laughs> as big of an asshole. I don't know. In my mind, I, I thought that was somehow less of a of an And I'm not saying you're an asshole. Everybody who brings their dog in is an asshole. I'm saying some of them are. Some of, yeah. if some of people I'm, carry their dogs into every establishment with this sense of entitlement. Right. And it's like, hey. This, this is a yogurt store. We don't want your dog's dander floating around everywhere. Like, yeah. Uh, there's just, sometimes there's a sense of entitlement attached to carrying your pets everywhere in public. I get it. You know, and I, but I get why you would want to because, yeah, pets are cute and well, they make me happy. Well, sometimes you They're have my to because, you know, it's 2 a.m. and you're just dealing with your mom's death and trying to have a freaking new chihuahua puppy and you got to go to Rite Aid because yeah. you wanted to dye your hair. I remember that, yeah. No, I'm not saying Sorry. everybody who does. I'm saying, <laughs> better put, I don't feel comfortable prancing around there Charlie through the grocery store. Is. I don't feel comfortable. Got it. Just like you don't want to drive my Prius because of my stickers. Yeah, I don't I don't like to drive cars <laughs> with silly stickers on them because people think I'm the idiot. <laughs> I didn't mean, I'm not calling you an idiot. I'm, I'm saying I would look like an idiot with those stickers. Anyway. What? Happy 420, Happy boo. 420. But what else is I, on your mind? You look real distracted. You're I'm distracted so with sorry. Charlie. Okay, I, and I know the I pot's think, not yeah, helping. Yeah, I think that's what's happening. That's okay. And I'm sorry. That's okay. I, I just love need you. you to look in my general I'm direction. I'm here. <laughs> Charlie's fine. You keep playing with Charlie. I'm nervous. Why I don't know why. About Charlie? I'm anxious. Yeah, just weed make yeah, you. Yeah, I guess it just. Let's did. Do, since it's four twenty. Fuck it. Let's talk about weed. Okay. okay? Um, we're probably not going to get to any calls today. And by the way, we're not changing the format of the show. This is just us 
having verbal diarrhea the last few episodes. Yeah, well, uh, we, you know, the calls I hope keep you like coming. It. Yeah, yeah. The, the calls keep coming, and they're great, and we appreciate it, and we will get to them eventually. Yeah, we are, but some I, I don't like uh, feeling, and no one's making me feel this way. I'm just saying I don't like feeling like. Okay, 15 minutes to talk, and then we got to get to calls. Like it's some formatted radio yeah. show. Sometimes uh, that's neat. Sometimes, I, and I, I'm sure the listeners be, might be like, that like, would be great, Dave. <laughs> we would love that. Please. If you regulate yourself somehow. <laughs> I'm just saying I don't like to talk that way. I uh, We'll get to it when we get to it. I'm, yeah. I'm just I reminding you. I mean, guys, we're this not, is an art form. We're not, okay. we're not purposely altering the format of the show, uh, even though one day we might. Yeah. I'm just reminding we are still taking calls. And by the way, uh, you know, go ahead and give us a call. I don't even know the number. 562. Answer. 562. Where, it mm. should be right here. 562-548-2012. <laughs> In that order. 562-548-2012. If you haven't already, put us, uh, create a new contact. Put us in your phone. And give us a call. And we will eventually uh, air and respond to it. But anyway, uh, so fuck it. Let's, let's do it. What do you want to talk about, though? With I wanted, you said you feel anxious. I want to talk about... Oh, what? how I'm feeling. Yes. Okay. I feel I very... don't think it's the weed that's making you anxious because you smoke weed a lot. Yeah, And you're true. rarely anxious, or at least you don't seem to be. So why are you anxious today? I don't know. It feels like I'm missing something, or I didn't... Like, I feel like... Is there something I didn't do? You know what it is? What? It's too, you're high too early in the day. Yes. As, as much as you enjoy, yeah. <laughs> you, you're not a, and neither am I. I mean, some days, but uh, yes. we're not, we're not wake and bake. We're not no. high all no. day. No, I, I get, what Samuel Jackson say, Jackie Brown, I get, I get high at night, but all my business is taken care of. Yes. Uh, and it's that's a not treat. A black it's a- accent, by the way. That's <laughs> a Samuel L. Jackson <laughs> accent. I just have to. It was dead on. Uh, Gosh, I love him. Yeah, he's he's great. Um, but yeah, so maybe that's it. Maybe uh, we're both uh, partaking uh, earlier than normal, and you right. feel like, oh, you do you feel subconsciously guilty? Like, oh, I, there's stuff I got to do today. Yeah. Next question: Is there stuff you got to do today? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You don't have to do anything today. I don't. Do you? Wait, You're not I don't working know. today. You don't have I to go to your dance. I just feel like there's something. Like, is it tax day or something? No, it typically that would have happened five days ago, but uh, oh, they moved, it. They moved it back a month. Do we got something coming up? Like, are we doing something? What are you talking about? Is there a wedding today? Like, I feel that way. That's how I feel right now. Huh. It's odd. It's an odd feeling. It's not fun. Well, right on. <laughs> How do you feel? I feel awesome. I just always feel pot just makes me feel like I have cotton candy inside my skull. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. It, it's fun. It feels good. It feels good. I don't mind it at all. What a conversation. Yeah. Pot feels good. <laughs> you should try it. For 20. A couple of idiots. Oh, my gosh. Uh, no, but uh, you have. Yeah. Are you reluctant to talk about this in case, like, family's listening? Is I, that it? I don't know. I uh, I hate that I am. Why do I have such shame? I have shame So you pot. have shame towards I guess. Pot. I guess that's what this is. You just is. feel uncomfortable talking about it in general. I don't. It's like it's like the sex thing. <laughs> no, I. I what saying, is the sex oh, thing? Oh, okay. I don't like talking about, like, I don't know. I just mm-hmm. feel weird talking about it. I understand. And I, I don't know. So I think it's very similar. Uh-huh. Like, that's a sin, you know. And, like, I'm not Catholic, 
but it just feels like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. Okay. I I don't feel that way because I'm a grown man. <laughs> And I'll do whatever the fuck I want to do, and I don't really answer to anyone. But and you have it's confidence. legal. You have confidence. Yes. And you never really had a problem with alcohol. No. Like I think there's something okay. in okay. that realm. Maybe. Okay, that okay, makes sense. Okay, that does make sense. Because you had a problem with another substance, you have difficulty enjoying this one. Yes. You think that And it's not like I'm a cool like I always thought weed smokers were like cool and like just, I don't know, I go to the coffee house and I enjoy it. I don't know, like. <laughs> I don't know, but where's this going? Oh. But I don't go to coffee house. I don't feel cool. No. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, finish. Don't let this one slip away. Finish this one. This is fun. <laughs> I can't <laughs> She got tickled. Okay. What I'm saying is, <laughs> here's what where we're going. Uh-huh. Get in the car, strap in. I'm going into the drive zone. So <laughs> when you have a problem with one substance. <laughs> going to the drive zone. <laughs> Flinging zingers over here. It feels judgy. Like, uh-huh. oh, well, now she smokes pot. I can't believe she smokes pot. And it's like, listen, Jasmine, shut up. Oh, has Jazz give you shit about that? I don't, well, no, it's comments like that, which isn't giving me shit. She does. But you know what I mean? It's it's not, I don't know. It feels, well, and my sister, my sister totally shamed me, which is hilarious. Yeah, the irony. The irony. But there's more of a stigma to it. How so? You think there's more of a stigma to pot? With my family, yes. And I don't know why I care. Huh. Or maybe like my dad's friends, like, oh, she's now she's smoking the pot. <laughs> First of all, who cares? <laughs> you, if you spend one second. And I, we don't have to get into this whole bucket of syrup again. But sp- especially the irony of you feeling judgment from your sister. Right. Who... Has kept, who I forgave, Who has the kept the white wine industry afloat Listen, in the I last did two too. decades. I did, too. I can't, I can't say anything. And not I just that, but the horrible things that have been said and but done from that. so incredibly, that's how effed up I am, mm-hmm. that I, I didn't even know how deeply that was ingrained in me. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, drugs are bad, and blah, blah, blah. And, like, my mom was very... I mean, my mom cried that I wasn't, like, a born-again Christian in high mm-hmm. school. Like, I went to a stupid youth group, but it was boring. Yeah. No, I get all that because... But it was... I don't know. And then Christian college where they're like, no, anything, you know, but caffeine and anal. By the way, all the girls at APU did anal because mm-hmm. they didn't have the front sex. Because, they really thought that was a Yes. So yes. That right there tells you how smart the people... like. No, okay. Yeah. And they were so beautiful. Like, it was L.A., but on crack, because girls are shopping for a husband. It is called Ring by Spring, and it's a thing. Like, oh, they, God. ugh, I was in so many weddings. I don't think they, yeah, that's the other thing. Maybe they're listening. You know what? Hey, Chad, shut up. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> no, I get what you're saying, okay? Uh, I grew up in a very religious, very conservative family, Um uh, 
I didn't have the stigma versus uh, weed versus alcohol that you're experiencing because my family also didn't partake in alcohol. So the alcohol, I don't know honestly what they felt was more. They they both Shameful. they were both terrible. Right. We you know pot and alcohol. Well, alcohol uh, wasn't not in my house. Yeah. But your your family drank. Your dad. Yeah. Drank. Oh yeah. <laughs> See, no, nobody. My my dad drank till like he was thirty five and then stopped. And oh okay. So like my pretty much my whole life my nobody my family drank anyway. Uh, but that being said, like I just because the pro pot argument is so strong. I just could not give a fuck about anybody's opinion the other way because it, from life experience, I was a cop for four and a half years. Not once did I go to someone's house because the dude had smoked a joint and slapped his old lady around. Not yeah. once. Hundreds of times I've been to that exact scenario involving alcohol. Yeah. And I know that's a very obvious you no, know, I point. No, I understand. Yeah. Um, but just the fact that it's legal, it's yeah. com- it's not addictive, it's not, it doesn't affect your health whatsoever. No. I mean, I'm sure you know, the smoking, you're still pulling lung fire into your lungs, but not no, nothing like tobacco. Well, and like edibles, it's just. Yeah. And, and the point I've yet to make, though, the most important, in my opinion, is just, and I know this is stoner cliche talk, but it's fucking real yeah it opens your mind up it does it makes you look at things from a different perspective than just the way the decades of and going back into your own family lineage centuries of just of culture and upbringing and dna mm-hmm. that just been programmed to think a certain way you yeah. know god country and the american flag like like it Oof. Cannabis, THC, just opened. It just, you're looking through a different set of glasses. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's one size fits all. I'm not saying everybody's who smokes weed is now going to see things a certain way. It just makes things, lets you look at it a little differently than maybe what you've been raised or culturally, family, religiously, whatever. Right. You just look at the world a slightly different way. And for me, it's been nothing but positive in terms Mm of it's definitely helped my creativity. Mm -hmm. It's definitely stimulated my creativity. It's just – so that all that being said, if it's not your thing, that's fine. Mm -hmm. I'm also not like – I've never wanted to be like a pro-pot comedian or like – I'm also not really into the culture. I don't have posters of fucking nugs on my wall. No. I don't really give a shit about that. I'm just mm-hmm. saying on a personal level, if it's something that you choose to do, odds are it's not going to fuck up much of you. Now, th- there are people who are just stereotypical stoners who it, it does rob them of their ambition and their yeah. work ethic, and, and that yes. is a concern. But if, if, you, if it doesn't affect you in that way, then what the hell would any – what do you care what anybody thinks about it? That's true. You know? You're right. Well, also, you're an adult and it's legal. That right there should be enough. It's I'm an adult. It's legal. Mind your own fucking business. But if you yeah. want to really build a case around it, mm-hmm. you know, I definitely <laughs> don't want to hear anybody uh, who drinks alcohol or any any nicotine is a stimulant. Yeah. Caffeine's a stimulant. Like you could really put shit under a microscope and you know. 
not just weed and alcohol, but nicotine, caffeine, sugar. Yeah. There's so many things we put in our body that, that aren't well, good for us or alter us in some way. We're self-medicating, right? Yeah. So if you're, I was self-medicating when I was drinking a lot because I was, I was anxious. I, I hated my life at the time. I wasn't working. Oh, sorry. I have a frog in my throat. I'm not crying. <laughs> what if all of a sudden it's like, jeez. Oh, um, but yeah, I, I was self-medicating for sure. And that a lot, it's, well, alcohol is a depressant. So it does bring you down, which of course turns into anger, and then that's why people get into fights and other stuff, whatever childhood. Anywho, you never hear of like you were saying, okay, let's let's go get fucked up on pot, you know. Yeah. But alcohol, for me, it didn't work well, um, and it just made my life harder. And I think it's just because I was kind of, I went to like some meetings, but I wasn't, and I didn't feel like I associated with being an alcoholic. And I, so then I went to Al-Anon meetings, but meetings just made me sad. And I know it just felt real judgmental. So I think in the back of my mind, there's that. Because I remember a girl in my improv class once was like, I'm in Marijuana Anonymous. And I was like, that's a thing? That's a thing? And then I was like, geez, I'm judged on that, but... I'm not judged on the medication. Oh, wait, I am. I'm judged on the medication I take. <laughs> well, I think, boo. <laughs> but if I just drank, I'd be fine. But the judging part, who, who gives a I shit? No, I don't know You're why You're doing I care. great. You're Thank do, you. you. They Thank can you. judge you if. Judge me, guys. It's fine. <laughs> judge me if I'm constantly fucking up, if yeah. I'm constantly screwing people over and missing work and lying to people and maybe not handling my responsibilities holy shit that was an accident but it sounds like any number of people right. that we could blame on of doing that shit but like <laughs> i just i i don't see uh why you would care what anybody thought it in that regard i know i i it's not i i just i just doing great okay thank you Phil. okay i'm fine i'm high yeah that's what's just, happening that's all right okay sorry guys <laughs> we're all in this together <laughs> But okay, uh, and, and yeah, I didn't mean for this whole episode to just be about you know pot, but it, it's something we don't talk about much. No, uh, because we, I apparently am ashamed of it, yeah. which is so weird. Well, I was raised in a really strict home. Yeah, I guess. Like I look back and I'm like, ooh, you know. And I'm not blaming your parents or my parents or anybody else for um, feeling and thinking and speaking that way. In regards to their own children, yeah. I even now, if I had a kid, I, I'm not necessarily saying I'd want him, him or her, to smoke at 13, you know. But once they're an adult, yeah. And once they're doing their own thing, and if they kind of have their shit together, where they're not completely dependent on other people or completely mm-hmm. altering other people's mm-hmm. lives. Then have at it. Yeah, and have it, at it and have fun. Go to a go to a big college. <laughs> Screw a bunch of dudes. Have fun. Don't go to a Christian school where you have to go to chapel three times a week. And everyone has a friggin' guitar. I can't imagine how oh, they uh, just strum it and they're just like Four Jesus. Years? Guys are just walking around singing Jesus songs. Yeah, a lot of granolas, lot, and they and they were the cool ones. It was just like Bizarro Land, and then the cool people 
I don't know if there was. Oh, yeah, there were, but I wasn't like a partier. So the cool people party, aka drank alcohol. And I just, I wasn't doing that until I hit senior year and I was like, game on! Gin, gin, gin. <laughs> what, how'd you start drinking? I was 21 and I, my first drink was a blowjob shot at TGI Fridays because that's where I spent my 21st birthday, y'all. That's where you just, you don't use your hands? Yeah. Uh-huh. What what shot? What what out liquor was it? I think. Well, it just tastes like it's like Kahlua. And oh, it's it's a shot with a bunch of different shit with whipped cream gotcha, on top, gotcha. so it looks like you jack. <laughs> yeah, we we get it. Okay, I didn't yeah, know. We piece it together. I didn't know. Uh-huh. Anyway, so but what? My question is, why <laughs> did you decide to start drinking then and not before? Oh, because twenty one, it's legal. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, I missed that part on your twenty yeah. first birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, That's so what you're I like game on. Yeah. From, from the legal get-go. But that is interesting, too, that you waited until you were 21. I know. I was, well, and I didn't have the S word. The S word. <laughs> Intercourse. Oh, right. <laughs> until I was 25? No. I think. No. Wait, no. I was no. 21, no. 22. 23. 23. No. One of those... <laughs> Well, you figure it out and get back to us, okay? <laughs> oh, he was awful. Yeah, we don't need to hear Okay, that. sorry. He wore airwalks. And his, his, the shoelaces, the, you know, the ties, the loops. Floppy laces. Yeah, floppy. They would drag on the ground. And corduroy. Lots of corduroy. Sound like a real doofus. Oh, well, he was a real asshole. Well, that happened. Boo. Hey. Thanks for stopping Thank by. Thank you. Thank and if you. You're, um, I got, I've got <laughs> some errands to run tomorrow, so I was hoping maybe you could fill in for me at the shop. I can. Yeah, I if can. You, okay, you need me to open? You or? come in early, I'll show you the opening protocol. Okay. All that stuff. Great. Great. So, yeah. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Uh, what else? Anything else on your mind, Boo? Oh, man. What uh, have you been watching? What, what have we been getting into this week? <gasps> Guys, I watched on HBO Max uh, The Flight Attendant. Yes, I'm enjoying Ooh. that. Love I, it. I I didn't care for it the first of half of the pilot. You got to give it thirty five minutes. There's a minutes. little switch, you and you're like, oh, okay, this is what this is about. Yeah. Uh, who's what's the girl's name? The girl, the blonde girl from Big Bang Theory, Curry something, Kelly, Kelly. Kali, Cucho, Cuco. Oh yeah, Cuco. Good. Cucco? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she's got this bomb outfit on. Uh, I just said bomb. Anyway. Hey, it's 420, man. She's in Vogue or something, and it, she's wearing this amazing bejeweled tuxedo, and I was thinking, perfect for wedding. Oh, speaking of which, we forgot to mention, you dressed up today. <laughs> you did hair and makeup. I did. Just I for the 420 episode. And I feel pretty. You got on embroidered bell bottoms. I do. They're fun. They're flowers. They fit. Well, they kind of fit. But they, last year, they didn't even fit. So, hey now, girl, it's getting thinner. (laughs) Speaking of which, I, I was down 22 pounds before I went camping. And now the scales, the battery's dead and I haven't put the battery back in, but... Probably, I may have gained a couple of that back during camping week. Although I did burn a lot of calories because it was so hot and I was sweating over the, I cooked a bunch of yeah. stuff. Yeah. How was, did you enjoy camping? It, 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 it was windy. It was oh. real windy. 
But you over, were overall, so prepared. Yeah, I was very prepared, and I was looking forward to it. And uh, one of my buds canceled an hour before I arrived. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking knew he was going to do it because that's what he does. But he's still my bud. Uh, but I yeah, the guy who anxiety. initiated the guy who it's initi- anxiety. It has to be. It was, has to be anxiety. It was I his don't idea. know. It was all this was his idea. Yeah, and I then can, he yeah. Uh, but no, I had a great time. Other than it was very windy, mm-hmm. and uh, Kyle didn't have a great time. He uh, he got his van stuck and oh, tried no. to dig it out for four hours to no avail. And oh no! Paid a guy to come tow him out. Um, but no, at, overall it was fun. It was okay. just very windy. Oh, and we took. Speaking of. 420, we took mushrooms uh, that, that didn't do shit. Oh. Didn't, didn't do anything. We took a dose and a half. I took more than the regular dose, and it still didn't do anything. What do they taste like? Well, mushrooms themselves taste terrible. Uh, they just, just take, you know, I'm not a huge fan of non-hallucinogenic mushrooms. I mean, they're okay. Oh, I love they mushrooms. They Big don't do fan, a whole always. lot for me. It's like a project. You get to rip the thing, and then you get to cut it in half, and then you're like, oh, I'm Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, I get it. Um, but these were uh, uh, mushroom chocolates. Like, hmm. uh, tastes like Easter uh, bunny chocolate. Ooh, that's cute. It was good. But no, it didn't work. Anyway. So, yeah. Uh, oh, back to the show. Uh, the TV show. We're just oh, yeah, about. the flight Let's, attendant. Where Where's it at? Where we find that? HBO Max, okay. baby. Which is worth it, guys, because also Tina Turner's documentary. I still haven't seen that. On HBO is streaming entitled Tina, and it's beautiful and amazing, and she's, I mean, talk about grace and positivity and getting through a tragic situation. She's just a boss. She's She's awesome. Yeah. She's amazing. Oprah's in it as well. Yeah. Angela Bassett. Yeah. It's (laughs) star-studded. I'd say give it a watch. <laughs> Star studded. Because she was, if you don't know, Tina Turner was in an abusive relationship mm-hmm. with her husband. Mike. Also music partner. Actually, he was kind of the leader of the band, right? Yeah, at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and what's annoying, he's like the godfather, or what'd you say he was? Well, a lot of people think he uh, may have invented rock and roll. Okay. Um, I mean... The obvious ones are, you know, Elvis, Jerry Lee Lewis, uh, Chuck Berry, uh, Little Richard. Those are kind of the uh, obvious ones. But uh, some there's some song he did, Rocket 88, I think is the name of it, Rocket something, hmm. that uh, supposed to be like one of the first, like, um, distortion, okay. electric guitar, distortion, rock and roll guitar things. I think it's distortion. I think he's the first. Uh, something happened to uh, the, the cone and his speaker and his amp. And it uh, was the first one to use like feedback or distortion or something. I'm not sure, but yeah, but he's regardless of that world class asshole. Um, right? He just beat the shit out of her all the time. Right? Cheated on her. It all wasn't the time like a one time thing. Like, no, no, it was it years was, of abuse. Yes, and yeah, she she explained her point of view, which is really interesting because I've known a couple ladies that were in abusive mm-hmm. uh, relationships, and you do. It's that um, control that she kind of explains Mm -hmm. because she made a promise. Like, she made a promise to love this man, her husband, for the rest of her life. And a promise back then was a promise. Like, that... Too bad in those vows he couldn't promise not to hit her. I know. I know. But she doesn't... and, And that is hard because now her whole life 
is defined by that relationship. Mm-hmm. So whenever, you know, she's she wants to move forward and not look back, but every time she's in an interview or whatever, to this day, it's like... Really? Yeah. Because I, I feel like the public perception isn't that. Like, when I think of Tina Turner, I don't think of that at first. I do. I think That's of, the first thing. I think first of thing. mid-'80s, big hair, uh, uh, pan- pantyhose legs, <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the legs. Yeah, she, uh, there's a couple videos where she's just short skirt and had the legs shining and the big hair. And that's what I think of when I think of Tina Turner. I don't necessarily think of Ike. She, her voice is absolutely God given, by the way. No lessons, her dancing, no lessons. She, embodies, I think, vocation perfectly. Because it's like, oh, this is just what I'm meant to do. I was called to this, and (laughs) holy shit. And that's what's so shitty is that I started, like, she basically won him over and just started singing. Anyway, long story short, it's a great documentary. Um, It's just, it's so neat to see such a positive perspective from such a (laughs) shitty situation. So give it a watch. Boo, do you have anything to watch or talk about? Or? <coughs> um, no. <laughs> <laughs> There's a new Sasquatch documentary on Hulu I'm about to get into. Oh, did you start it yet? I started just the first couple minutes. Oh, uh, there's a documentary. It's a three-parter. I'm watching. So I'm excited about that. Um, I got a word of mouth, just uh, some music. Uh, I haven't talked to music in a little while. Uh, speaking of 420, this this just kind of, the sound just fits perfect. Uh you know, what? what do you do? Uh, song a band called Baby Grandmothers. Oh, um, oh the thing didn't go on. Oh, damn. Mm. Um, yeah, I'll play it at the end of the episode. Okay. Uh, I know this sounds like so stoner cliche, but they're a, they're a uh, Swedish psychedelic rock band from the seventies. Oh, I like these guys. <laughs> yes, I remember. This. I know that sounds cartoonishly no, did, oh. uh, stoner cliche. Uh, but they're from Sweden. Uh, they oh, put yeah. out one album, I think, in like 71, and uh, it was just self-titled, but the, the band is called Baby Grandmothers. Aww. And it's um, not cute. not all instrumental. Most of it's instrumental, but it's just um, just kind of hard-rocking, psychedelic, just not quite as sludgy and droney as Sabbath, but okay, uh, Sabbath meets Pink Floyd. It's got uh, it's got a little it's got the guitar tone, some of the heavy guitar of Sabbath, but also kind of the trippy, experimental, psychedelic uh, vibes of Pink Floyd. So, if you like Sabbath and Pink Floyd, and you want to meet somewhere in the middle, uh, check out Baby Grandmothers. And uh, oh boy, just been having a good time with that band. Yeah, good stuff. That's right. Yeah, man. I love Ace of Base. <laughs> uh, that was my first CD. All she wants is another baby. She's going tomorrow. Hard pass. Okay. Not on the song, on the Another Baby. Oh, speaking of which, <laughs> I'll tell this real quick. I talked to my mom the other day. Oh, no. Um, and she <laughs> said, listen, I need to ask you something. Oh. Kind of joking, kind of serious. Like, she, I think she just admitted, like, I'm half joking, but I'm also kind of half serious. You know, a lot of a lot of people give off that vibe <laughs> or that tone. Yeah, but she w- but wanted she to articulated let you know. <laughs> that I'm <laughs> literally so half much. joking, but I'm also half kind of serious. Um, I guess she's Facebook friends with my first little girlfriend uh, from when I was like seventh grade, eighth grade. Who is uh, she? <laughs> Holly Gunning. I don't know if Holly listens to the Stonebergs, but uh, hello, Holly. Hello, Holly. And, uh, I win. Congrats, by the way, because uh, mom brought it up because Holly got remarried. Oh. 
Uh, she married some fella. She married a guy um, that I went to high school with. Yeah. Um, real nice dude, at least back then. I don't know what he's up to now. But uh, and and then they had a baby. I don't. It's, I, I don't know what came first. None of my business. If the marriage or the baby came first, but she she married young, had a baby young, and uh, now that baby is like twenty six, twenty seven years old. And she saw a picture of him because Holly got remarried. And uh, mom and her are Facebook friends, and she was just commenting that, you know, oh, Holly got remarried, blah, blah, blah. Hey, that's great. More power to you. Uh, but her son, who is like 26, 27, and the math, mom started doing the math. Son apparently looks like me. Oh. And mom was like, did you have anything? This is how she put it. Did you have anything to do with that? Oh. <laughs> do with that? I was like, what are you asking me? And uh, she kind of thought that Your I got son. Holly pregnant when okay. she was 16 oh. and I was 17 and that I just failed to mention it to anybody in my family oh, that I have had a son for 27 years. Listen. Um, but no, I told her. And, and we also had kind of had to have the little, I had to imply like, well, mom, it, biologically, that's not possible. Right. <laughs> like, wasn't trying to make babies with my eighth grade girlfriend. Um, but yeah, she was kind, there was a little serious because, and I had to explain to her this, like every third dude in the South has dark hair and a beard. That's true. So this, this kid has dark hair and a beard and she thinks that he looks just like me. And I'm like, what, what are you hearing something? Yeah, I'm hearing a guy screaming. Uh, crazy screaming guy. Yeah. Those guys show up about That's twice true. a week. Uh, but yeah, so for the record, I do not have a son from my middle school girlfriend. Well, good. That's so, a yeah, good. Just want to clear the nice air. Nice word of mouth. Want to clear <laughs> the air there. My mom thought I'd been hiding a son for well, all these years. Oh man, that'd be funny. What if I had a son? I was like, here's Paul. <laughs> Real quick, I'll tell this story. Uh-oh. Now I did have a scare one time. Uh, oh. The crazy gal I was with for a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, we ended, we were together about two years. It ended bad. It ended swiftly. Yeah. Fucking get out of my life. I hope I never see you again kind of shit. Right. Didn't see or, for, see or hear from her for five years. And uh, one day I'm waiting tables at Applebee's oh during the winter. Uh, when I had my landscaping business, uh, every winter I'd have to uh, go wait tables somewhere or cook somewhere because uh, business slowed down so much. So this would have been like, oh, six I'm waiting tables. Hadn't seen her in five years. And I pull up to my table. How are y'all today? Oh, shit. She's oh, sitting wow. there with like a, a another lady, like co-worker. I'm like, oh, hey. It was real awkward. 20 seconds of awkward small talk. Yeah. And uh, this was five years since I'd seen her. And she said that she had a, a, a five-year-old son. Oh, my God. And there was like this awkward pause. And she looked at me funny. And I was like, are you telling me what I think you're telling me? She goes, oh, no, 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 no. Like, her oh. awkwardness was accidental. <laughs> yeah. But I thought that she immediately understood what I meant. It was like, oh, no, 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 it's it's not yours. It's uh, oh, fella after God. you, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, God, thank you. <laughs> like, I thought she was giving me the, hey, you got a son speech. Wow. Yeah, because that scared the shit up. Because, like, literally, you know, when that ended, there was zero contact for years. So just, I'm sure that happens to dudes like, all the time. Oh, for sure. I'm sure that happens all the time where, like, Either one night stand or just a regular relationship that breaks off and then there's no further contact. And then 
27 years later, they're like, hey, remember him? All right, that's enough rambling, boo. Okay, why we got to go. Why We're don't very you busy. zip it up? Okay, shut up. <laughs> Where can we find you on Instagram? K-T, low, Strandberg. The letter K, the letter T, L-O-W. There you go. Good job, boo. All right, boo. Uh, oh. <laughs> I'm on there somewhere. Uh, cookbook still available. <laughs> oh, I've been on a real biscuit craze this week. Uh, made a bunch of uh, a bunch of biscuits and posted them. Guys, it's so good. Uh, if you want those biscuit recipe, uh, that's in volume one of my cookbook. Uh, all three of those can be found at dumbdavestone.com. Um, oh, yeah. I'll say this real quick. Small business owners, we mentioned it a few weeks ago. If you want free advertising, just call us and plug your business and we'll play yeah. that shit. Uh, keep it, you know, keep it somewhat brief. 60 seconds or less. 30 seconds would be preferred. But uh, plug your business. Yeah. And uh, we'll give you some free advertising. What the hell do we care? We're Come here on, for guys. Uh, all right, guys. Happy 420. Uh, keep it between the ditches. I love you and the Lord loves you. Oh, we love you. Bye. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to the Stonebergs podcast. If you enjoyed it, it would mean a lot to us if you could take a few seconds to rate and review it on iTunes. And if you don't listen to it on iTunes but still want to help out, simply tell a friend, as word of mouth is so important. Follow us on Instagram, at The Stonebergs Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, at The Stonebergs. And lastly, give us a call 24-7 and leave a voicemail at 562-548-2012. That's 562-548-2012. Thanks for listening.